All right, Darren, before we get into the business, I'd like to start with you. And now typically I, I, I start with what is your franchise story is the question, which I'm curious what your franchise story is. But even the fact that you end up here, I looked at your background and I think you have a fascinating pathway to being uh, in, in, in sales. So tell me your story. Let's start with that. Wait, so, so not the franchise story first, just the regular story story, right? Start with your story. Yeah, your story. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it is kind of a fascinating story. So my actually my background is in TV broadcasting. And so I spent like 30 years TV stations all around the country uh, and and doing a wide variety of things. As part of that, um, I, I, I was I was trying to be a high energy and, you know, person and I, I would I like I, I wasn't selling things, but I was sometimes we would have guests on and we would be promoting things, et cetera. And I had a couple times where I had a general manager come to me and say, Darren, you know, you really should consider going into sales. I'm like, I don't want to do sales. Sales is sales is, you know, like a used car salesman. It's that that perception. And the, and the general manager, multiple times, they would say, you know, the, the highest paid people in the building are not the people on the air. They're not anchors and reporters and hosts and stuff like you. They're the people out there selling sales. People driving out of the parking lot right now and fancier cars than you'll ever own. Those are the people who make all the money. I'm like, no, I don't want to do sales. And so... Anyway, the, my, my TV career ran its course. I had my 30 some odd years of that and um, then and then discovered what I do now, which is basically kind of sales. And I absolutely love every second of it. I love helping people solve problems and making people's wishes come through, which is really what sales is all about. So that's how it went from me being a TV weatherman or a sportscaster to me showing different franchises how they can get the right tools to help their franchises be more successful. All right. So now to the franchise side of the story, you fall into franchising naturally because of what the product offers. What was your perception of franchising going into, especially on the, on the TV news side? What, like, what, what was your, what was your thought on franchising? You know, I really didn't, um, I didn't really have a lot of thoughts about franchise. I mean, I, I was aware of franchise. I thought they were great. That's, you know, a wonderful thing. But I hadn't really delved much into it. There were a couple of times when I was doing uh, TV interviews that, for one portion of my broadcast career. we was It was like a daily lifestyle type show. And we would have guests come on. And sometimes a guest would essentially purchase a segment on. And so there were sometimes there were people who were come on as as franchisees. And, and so I would work with them and I'd say, um, what is, um, what's, what's the message that you want to give out here? What, what, how are we trying to do this? What's a, what's a call to action? What's a lead magnet? What are some, what's a good compelling message? And so I would coach them on how to get that messaging and the marketing out there. But it was, um, it was kind of, it wasn't super involved. It was just like, you know, a, a passing glance and and helping them when I could but I wasn't super into the whole franchise thing because I was I was moving from there to going to figure out how to make a creme brulee or how to teach your kids to practice the piano or some whatever the next segments on that were that were after that so it was just sort of a more of a casual brush with franchise the whole franchise industry well, I'm fascinated by that side of, of your career, too, because uh, on part of our business, it's it's the marketing side and we do traditional PR and, and content. And I came from journalism. Uh, I hated PR people. Uh, I hated when they called me and asked if I saw their press release. And what's interesting is here you're actually advocating for the franchisee to say like, 
hey, figure out what your call to action is. We're, we're not idiots. We know why you're on here. You're not on here just for the goodness of teaching us how to make chicken wings. You, you actually want to sell something. Uh, and so you, you would fall under the rare category of that because at least when, when I was working in, in traditional news at a newspaper, uh, advertising and editorial did, did not get along. Advertising would come over, hey, we sold another car ad. We need more editorial. Editorial would say, get out of here. We don't, we don't write news based on what you want. And so now a lot of that has changed and evolved in the way that we tell stories and partly because the news has evolved that, that you can get your news on Twitter or Facebook right now and not have to wait until five, six or seven o'clock to get your TV news. So everything has shifted anyway. And you were, you already had that mindset. Yeah. And there's, and there's sort of that a little bit of a shift so much of the TV industry has changed um, and, and you know, it's sort of like the idea of product placement in movies and an and Instagram influencer who will promote a, a product or whatever. And so it was sort of in TV, it was what they sort of called pay to play. So you could the majority of segments on our show were just good content that, that we dictated. But the sales department said, hey, we got to pay the bills as well. So here are some clients who are coming on. And so we would just say, OK, we'll make. We'll, we'll see what, what great stuff we can make out of this. Because there's a good story in every every business that's out there has some, obviously, I've seen you get me too excited. Every business out there has some way to improve someone's life. And it's it was just our job to figure out what that was and to present that in a way that was compelling to people. If somebody like, like a, a, a HVAC company or something wants to come on and promote a heating, I'm like, we would like, in the past, we would like turn our noses up at that. I'm like, that's, that's ridiculous. That's horrible programming. That's, that's not what we want. But for the people whose furnace or AC or whatever had just gone out, that was the most compelling thing of the day for them. So there's always a great story in marketing for the right person when you can get that message to the right person. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate what you're saying. I mean, my, my viewpoint, when I, when I fell into franchising going from uh, traditional journalist into PR, which is where, where I first fell into franchising, there were two, two things that connected with me. One was when I, as a journalist, I hated when brands called me and said, Hey, can you write about my new restaurant that opened? I'm like, there's 7,000 restaurants that have opened in Chicago. Why do I care about this one? And it, what was interesting, and it's this part of the gap in, in PR and brand is a PR person then stumbles because they're, they're not intimate with the brand. They're like, ah, 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 and they can't, they can't spit out the story. And I'll be like, all right, goodbye. And I hang up yeah. the phone. But Ultimately, what I learned as a journalist, and I was I was covering primarily rock stars, um, but what I learned as a journalist was I didn't care about the music. I cared about what was the backstory on that human that made them do it. And then when I got into franchising, what excited me about it was my brain just couldn't understand why someone would invest their life savings into a business in a box where they have very to little no, to no control over it. I was like, you must have done something insane in your life to get here. So our approach to telling franchisee stories is always built on brands and sell brands people do, remove the brand, elevate the human interest because a franchisee had to have done something to be able to afford that level of business. That, the, most franchise, franchises aren't bootstrapped. They are like, you're going to come out of the gates with one, two, three, five, a million dollars just to get that out of the ground. And I, I fell in love with the human interest story uh, when I jumped into franchising. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, I think so often exactly what you were saying, we, we view it as 
a franchise, as a business, as a whatever. But there's a, there's a human story behind that. There's a real um, and and there's not just a human story behind that, but there's a human story to the solution that they provide. There's it's it becomes real and tangible. And if you can, as part of your marketing, if you can tap into that for the human side of what the business is and for the human side of a solution that they're providing and the people whose lives they're helping, then all of a sudden that's when it becomes pertinent and relevant. And I'm sitting on the edge of my seat wanting to know more. Totally. Okay. So now take, take your ability as, as a journalist, you know how to extract the story, which I'll say like when I sell, I'm, I, I do sales. That's what I'm really good at, but I've never sold. I'm always like, understanding their story, which helps me understand their problem. And then I get to figure out, can we find the solution to it? I would imagine your approach is very similar. How do you approach extract of storytelling? I mean, you're not, you're not selling a storytelling solution. You're selling a process solution, but how do you, how have you cross applied your journalistic background now to the way that you present yourself when you're selling the business? Uh, you know, it's interesting because um, whenever, whenever I'm teaching someone about automating their sales and marketing, which is what Keep does and the, 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 the solution that I provide. It's never a matter of here's, here's what a landing page looks like and here's what an automated email looks like and here, but it's always about the story. Let me tell you the story about this fully promoted franchise. It's the store and they're in Colorado and they were struggling with XYZ. And then they had this idea. They said, how about if we offer this free such and such and, and we'll let people then, opt, you know, they can opt in, they can get a free sample of this or a free sample and then we'll follow it. And I tell the whole story of what they did and what their results were. And now all of a sudden, it becomes more real and people can project themselves into that when they see another franchise having the same struggles they, they could relate to and seeing exactly what they did. And it's in a story form and it's not just here's an A plus a B and a C and here's how this fits together. Um, now, people people love stories. That's that's how people remember. And, and the more detail, I have a couple of things here. People remember things through stories and the more details you give in those stories, then the more they project themselves into that story. So if, if I'm if I'm going, I, I can just say, hey, there's a store uh, that does the such and such. But I say, no, let me introduce you to Betty. And she has a little store out in Fort Collins, Colorado. And here's, here's a picture of it. It's a little strip mall. And the more I do that, then all of a sudden people are drawn in and then they're listening to it because it's now become a story that they can relate to, that they can say, oh, I can I can associate with that. That's the same kind of problem I have, and I can see myself in that person's store and their in their shoes, all that kind of stuff. And that's the power of storytelling to help people. I don't want to say to sell. It's the power of storytelling to help people see solutions that they want to get. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, and that's that's where that you you, ha you clearly have a widget that you're you're proud of, but above the widget like and technology will help solve some of the challenge but you're talking about a small business owner who who's in Colorado who has has a challenge and and they're using the technology to to solve it you're not talking about the technology that happened to be deployed in Colorado by a human like it's it would the reverse process and it's probably the way that mo most CRMs sell so i would imagine your biggest gap in business ends up being awareness within franchising it's not going to it's not hard for you to sell it once you get a, a lead in it's about building the awareness of what you guys do because there are competitors in the space yeah the, i think and and just just to back a little bit of what keep the company i work for the keep does it's automate sales and marketing uh for franchises and and small businesses 
that need to do that. So most of the time, someone doesn't even understand that they need to do such a such process. Like, but what we have to walk them through, we have to say, here's what marketing looks like in today's day and age. Here's here's what people are doing. Here's what big companies are doing, and what you should be doing as well. You capture lead. You you build relationships. You nurture those relationships. Um, you 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 teach those people. You make offers to those people. You stay in touch. It's all about relationships, and you do that. It's impossible for you to do that on your own. So you can automate that whole process, and you can you can do that. Now, and what we love it when we come in with a franchise where a franchise says, um, "Yeah, we we have we have a hundred franchises." And uh, and we want them all to do what we're telling them to do, but none of them are doing what we're telling them to do. No one, no one's building those relationships. They're all just going through the routine and you know the motions every day. Where if we can build like some templates, so the the franchise the the create some big master campaigns and they say, okay, now we're going to give this to each one of the franchisees so that they can have these to do this well. It it makes it more powerful for them to actually make sure the individual stores or shops or whatever are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing um, because it's been done for them. They, they've said, it's not just like, here's, here's product and here's the, here's the systems you do. It's like they've actually given them the templates and the content and the copy. And it's just so much easier for the little store in Wichita or the little shop in uh, Twin Falls or whatever to do those things because now they have the, the resources to do the marketing that they need to do. I mean, I, I love it. I mean, the, the one, the one thing that the way that you tell your story and the way that I, I see your site, and obviously I know, I know you're only in charge of, of so much, but we've talked so much about people and I'm like, everybody sells technology. What would this look like if it wasn't that? And it was the small business owner who you, who you shared their story of on how you change, change your lives. And so you see very, very stock, stock images throughout this. And I think, I think Darren, you have the, you have the secret, you, you know how to do, do storytelling. That's where you came from. What would it look like if you cross apply that to the way that you're presenting this on first point of Im impression? Um, I think it would make a huge difference in the way that you guys are telling the story, because I do think every CRM or any, any competitor in the space of marketing automation, I, I could probably put their logo on your site and it's virtually, it's the same website. So what would happen if you lifted up human stories and took your journalism background and use that as leverage point? Yeah, why don't you talk to our marketing department about that? <laughs> I, heard the, I heard the sigh, so I, I get it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big sigh. So um, uh, I, I am very, um, I don't wanna say siloed, but uh, we, we, I, I work on a small elite team that works with our franchises. And um, at, at the, I'm, I'm at an event today where there's, it's a live event and small business owners and entrepreneurs are, have come together. And so that's my niche. That's my forte. When I can get on a stage, when I can do a presentation, when I can tell stories. Yeah. And I think um, exactly the case in point of the website, the website's kind of, kind of sterile, kind of, oh, I shouldn't be saying this. Someone's going to hear me saying this. I'm going to lose my job. It's kind of sterile. It's kind of innocuous. It's, it's exactly like you said, you could put someone else's uh, different logo on there and it's not, um, they, they even, oh, I, I shouldn't, I, you're going to get, you're getting me so much trouble because I'm or, like, or, Darren, I'm going to get you promoted because <laughs> you're, you're going to have the secret. You're going to go back and say, look, guys, I present on stage and I get, I get people, it's all your professional speaker. You get on stage, you get people excited. 
you're probably not getting them excited about CRM. You're getting them excited about business growth and growth, personal growth and uh, shortness of life and understanding like, like meaning and purpose. And then you get off stage and they go to your website. They're like, Wait a second, <laughs> that's exciting. But but blocking and tackling aside, like the reality is great. There's tremendous technology companies, and I would imagine you you work for one too. I can see it on the dashboard that you're setting up a great journey. But ultimately, if it's a marketing team or or, or a technical founder who is like, this is what we sell. It's like, yeah, but if you if you go one inch different from everybody else that's in the space, imagine what that would be like. You don't have to answer that. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> I, I was going to say, they even um, hit some marketing thing where they had some image, like you mentioned stock photos, and they had this uh, an image of a cute young girl as if she's like an entrepreneur, or she's a franchisee or something like that. She's got a shop or a store somewhere. And she had like pink hair. And like, that, I, no offense to anybody who has pink hair, but I don't look at that and say, oh, that's me there. I mean, because in, in doing your marketing, you've got to have, You've got something that people can relate to, like, oh, yeah, that's a story I can relate to. That's someone I can relate to. That's a pain that I can relate to. Um, and, and once again, like this this part of the website right here that you're seeing, that doesn't. I'm not bashing my website here. I'm not bashing my marketing company, but, uh, oh, you're, I'm. No, what I'm you're, gonna have, like, I'm going gonna, gonna to come to your defense, Darren. I don't think you're bashing them. What you're saying is you see such a pathway to having the tools to actually sell something. You're, you believe in the product help help close the gap of how we present it so that when your, your believability and your passion for it aligns back to what the user or the prospect sees it's so it's so in sync you know it, again we're i mean this is obviously we're filming this but um you know you know what stands out to me there's there's one thing that stands out to me in a big way on your site that i would i would also tell marketing to get in front of you know what that is oh, i'm ready it's right there here you go create more fans. Like that's an impact thing. Like that create, that makes the skin crawl. Cause you're like, yeah, man, if I had, if I had more fans with my small business and they're going to repeat customers are going to come back and they align so nicely to what your solutions are. If I bought your business today, I would, I would build it around creating more fans and fans are customers and fans are, are, are customers. Like it's both sides of it, you know? Yeah. And, so. and when you, and when you buy the company today, just make sure you don't fire me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're you're out on the road. You're living in, in a hurricane. How could how could I fire you? <laughs> I will I will tell you though the whole thing about creating fans that that is exactly what Keep does. It, yeah, and it, and it does that through automation. So um, I was I was just listening to this event I'm at here, and someone was just talking today about that whole, that same kind of thing. It is not just getting customers, but it's getting people and building the relationship. Somebody had done a presentation and did, went on a podcast, and there were like 13 million downloads of the podcast, and he had offered a a free lead magnet type thing, and and he was planning on like like 40,000 downloads of his free lead magnet opt-in for whatever. And he literally got like 30 and, and it's because there wasn't a relationship built there and relationships are how you grow. Business. That's the whole thing with fans. That's, that's when you're creating fans, you're creating relationships with people and, and a franchise is not, it is not a store. It is not an independent just entity on its own. I mean, anybody who's invested their life savings, you you've got to you got to believe that's more than just a store. That that's 
it's rather than a store, it's a story. I, I should I should patent that. It's not a story. Yeah, it's a story. I'm gonna I gotta write a book. I'm gonna write a whole book just on that <laughs> a story. It's a story. Um, but if you can connect with the with the people so that they don't just view you as a carpet cleaning franchise or a daycare franchise or a cookie franchise, or whatever. If they can realize that they're your fan because there's a story and you do that through automated marketing, you do that through email nurturing, their text automation, through, through building the relationships that way that you will not be able to do on your own unless you can get the right tools out there to be able to do it in a personal way. Don't do it in, in an automated robotic kind of way. Come to my store and buy from me. But the whole thing, tell your story so that they become fans. How do you say, like, you're, so you're at this event. I mean, and look, I look at our own business. I can go to events and I, I 99% of the time I, I refuse to have a booth. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Like so much that when we used to exhibit at the IFA a long time ago, uh, one year I did a dunk tank. I didn't put anything about our business. I put a dunk tank and said, you could just dunk people. Cause I, I was, I didn't want, I didn't want to talk about our business in a sales way. One year uh, we put, don't let your agency be one of these with an arrow. We put one night stand uh, in the, in the booth. Didn't even occupy it one for one second. We put franchising for dummies on the top of it. We're like, we're not going to be a one night stand. We're a relationship. And we just, we'll, we'll pay the ransom money to have the booth. Cause I, I think it's really hard to sell at a booth. Do you get like, is your opportunity when you go to an event like this, is it to sell through relationship building? I never have a booth. Um, if, if there's an event where they say we have a booth, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. If I can't teach and educate and inspire and motivate people, then I'm not part of it. So I will only take part in an event where I can get on a stage where I can be part of a, it's, it's not a, not like an expo with a bunch of booths. In fact, we basically will not take part in expos because nobody, nobody takes action from an expo. But if I can get on a stage and I can tell you stories and I can tell you stories of fans and I can tell you stories of how lives are changed because they had a story and not just a store. If I can communicate those to you and I can show those to you, then all of a sudden you're like, yes, I catch the visionary. This isn't me walking by a, a booth and picking up a brochure and picking up some piece of swag and walking on. This is becoming immersed in the story and building the relationship. So, so it's the same thing. That's how we sell keep is through story building and relationships and creating fans. And that's the exact same principle we teach people to grow their business is that same thing in, in building relationships and creating stories and, and doing the follow-up and nurturing people. So the same, we, we have integrity there. The same thing I do from a stage is what we believe is how you can sell through email marketing as well, through the relationships and the stories and the nurturing and creating fans. I love it. All right, let's let's close on this. Uh, there's a ghost that has been entertained by our discussion. Hopefully not your boss that's pissed about it. Again, I'm, I'm advocating for Darren. Darren should get, get promoted. <laughs> Promote him. He knows what he's doing. And if but, not, I'll be, you, you can hire me here. In right, the next we're, we're hiring too. So okay. we're, we're good. Um, talk to the ghost. Tell them what you want them to know about keep. Keep is the gold standard single greatest tool to help you create fans and grow your business. The whole way the industry is, is built nowadays is by you building a list 
Whoever has the biggest list, not just a list, whoever's the, we'll start with this, whoever's the biggest list is going to make the most money. Now, that list is the start of that. And you turn that list into money by building relationships, by nurturing those people, by, by, by creating a follow-up. So they feel like they know you, like you're watching out for them, you're taking care of them. And you do that through automated emails, emails that make sure that you're top of mind so that they don't just, you know, they stop in the store and they sign up for something and they get one email and never hear from you again, or maybe once a year or whatever. No, but you're actually providing good content for them. This, this is the whole principle behind this. You're providing good content, you're teaching, you're educating them, educating them, you're helping them solve their problems so that at some point they say, I need to have my carpets clean. I need to have my car fixed. I need to be able to have this, whatever it is. And then you're the one they think of because you all along helped them and nurtured them and grew that relationship. So you do that through landing pages, through opt-in pages, through follow-up email campaigns, through text campaigns, um, all that stuff. You, you have a list in your CRM. You have that list segmented. Here are the people who bought this. Here are the people who've never bought. Here are the people who came in through this landing page. Here are people who came through a, an expo, whatever. You know your people. You can build the relationships and you can help them and solve their problems. And that's how you grow your business. Whether you're in charge of a franchise and you want to make sure all your franchisees are doing that, or whether you're an individual franchise you think i just need that for me that's how business is done today that's how businesses grow it's with the follow-up and the relationships and the creating fans you just pushed a button in me and i like i like then just like went off on it so okay there we go darren i loved hearing your story i love your background i mean any journalist that that leaves and goes to some sort of dark side uh is a good journalist by by my mind uh appreciate you sharing your story uh and uh look forward to seeing where it goes and i think i think you're on to something i'm gonna watch this website change over the next few weeks so i know you're on to something so yeah Darren. i'll give them a call i don't think they'll take my call but you know, <laughs> maybe the connection will be down on the hurricane they'll never get my information anyway. that's okay or maybe we'll, we'll hide it we'll, we'll just rename the rename the podcast so Got for darren it. i'm nick this is another episode of meet the supplier